Good day guys, uh, thank you for joining No Pain No Spain. My name is Daniel Rubio, I am your host and uh, today I will be having a unity consciousness session in my work and I thought that maybe recording it would be a, a good idea. Let's see how that goes. Uh, the session starts in three minutes so I will uh, access my, uh, my uh, how should I call them, students, no, um, attendants uh, in just a few minutes and I shall be recording this. Let's see how it goes and let's see if it brings some light into your mental stability, whatever. Uh, maybe it's absolutely useless. Uh, I know that the people who attend this do have a lot of fun. Maybe because of all the bullshit that I speak. Maybe because it doesn't make sense. Because I tend to think on my feet, as you all know. But um, here we go. Unity, state of consciousness. I guess it's all of us now. Great. Okay. Well, uh, hello guys. Uh, my name is Daniel. I, most of you know me. For those who don't, well, I'm from the wellness team and uh, the session that we're going to give today is about the unity state of consciousness. It is, uh, I wouldn't say complex, but it's a little bit confusing because uh, of all the states of consciousness, this is the last step. This is as high as you can get. It is a state of consciousness in itself, but uh, the consciousness part is very confusing but let's let's work towards that area first and let's begin with what the state of consciousness is just a little recap i know some of you have already heard it i know some of you have been to other sessions of mine of the other states of consciousness so please bear with me i will try to be as short and concise as i can so uh we're going to start with the first three states of consciousness that we all have as i understand even all living beings have those states of consciousness at some level, which is the dreaming, walking, and sleeping. In, in order would be sleeping, dreaming, and walking states of consciousness, right? So these state of consciousness we are all aware of. When we're dreaming, when we're sleeping, and when we're awake. These are pretty clear. Yeah? Uh, however, uh, according to Buddhist and Hinduism and Eastern traditions, uh, these states of consciousness, these three main states of consciousness are not in one plane. They are somehow divided between them. There is a division between them, albeit very, very, very small. Uh, but it's very hard, actually, I haven't, as far as I know, nobody in their regular state of consciousness can be aware as of the moment in which you transfer from one state of consciousness to the other. So you might be asleep and suddenly you're awake, or you might be asleep and you're dreaming, or you might be awake and going to sleep. And those transitions are very difficult to identify as to where the transition is, at what precise moment did you go from one transition to the other. So at what moment you're awake and transfer to the other. But in this jump from state to state, there is a gap. Okay, this gap is, uh, is, uh, is, is the important part in this, in this, uh, in this conversation that we're going to have. Um, <clears throat> so the Eastern traditions in, insist that um, through meditation and through uh, various kinds of uh, meditation techniques, uh, the Buddhists have the vipassana and contemplative techniques, the Hindu have transcendental and, and, and gurus and devs meditation, and even... Uh, <laughs> Well, 
there's plenty of them, but uh, according to them, these are the only ways that we know of that can make, through these practices, make these gaps between the three main states widen up and open up a little bit. And when this happens, the transcendent state of consciousness filters in. Okay, So the transcendence is what lies underneath these three states of consciousness. And what is the transcendence? The transcendence is could be better defined as um, absolute silence. Okay, But there is a confusion in the Western world about what absolute silence is. Uh, we consider absolute silence like a state of relaxation, like, uh, like the disconnection of everything around us, whereas in the, um, the, the true Buddhist traditions and the Hindu traditions regard absolute silence as your mind stops working. Okay, or your mind works a lot, lot less because uh, if you're aware of your mind is constantly, constantly sending you information. Your mind does not rest one second of your life until you kick the bucket and you go. But from the day you're born till the day you die, your mind is constantly 24-7 working, analyzing, uh, sending you information, entertaining you, requesting, demanding, uh, confusing, uh, making sense of everything. It's constantly working. And, it's, and it is this noise that does not allow us to access the transcendence. So when absolute silence kicks in, when this transcendence mm, state filters through the gaps of the three main, <laughs> then this absolute silence, what it does, it, 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 it um, first of all, it, 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 it silences your mind, but it also allows your central nervous system to release great amounts of stress. Okay, so uh, stress is accumulated in our central nervous system. Uh, and and the, the central nervous system does not recognize good or bad stress as different or, or, or even better stresses. For them, for, for it, if you have a tremendous shock, it is a stress. But also if you see someone you haven't seen for many years and, and you feel so happy about it, that is also stress. So it all uh, goes to your nervous, uh, central nervous system. So when your central nervous system feels the quietness of the mind, it releases great deals of stress. So one of the symptoms of, of, of being in transcendental state, in the transcendent state, is initially and this is something that I can relate to because I, I'm not sure I accessed the transcendental state, but I've had one experience in India in which I think it was because the release of stress transforms into physical illness. Uh, tremendously stomach aches, fevers, delirium, uh, your bowels go crazy, diarrheas, vomits. And I was told by the monks uh, that monastery in India that that was a purification process and they might have been right because without any medicine without nothing it just took me two or three days before I could start <laughs> recuperating and feeling a lot a lot better mm, so the transcendental state is uh, it's two things okay uh, just to for the sake of argument is first of all is uh, absolute silence and the purification process but it's also the vehicle from which you will be accessing the rest of the states of consciousness. So, sleeping, dreaming, waking, transcendental. 
absolute silence have entered has entered your uh, your your physiology okay and this is allowed to release stress and allows your body to do what it's meant to do to relax to feel good to uh, to transcend when when this state the transcendental state is um trouble finding the right word because it's very confusing but when you experience it through long periods of time uh, then what happens is that this transcendental vehicle takes you into a different perception of, uh, of, 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 of the reality around you whereas in transcendental you're still uh, very 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 much attached almost the same attachment as, as we have now to the real world so everything makes sense, this table makes sense, this computer makes sense, my cup of coffee makes sense, everything, everything makes sense. But when you access the transcendental for long periods of time, somehow a disconnection starts happening. Okay? And when this disconnection starts happening, then we call this the cosmic state of consciousness. It's, it's, a, it's a little more complex than that. I'm just trying to go through them real fast so that we can get to the, to the one that we are speaking of today. So, uh, <laughs> cosmic consciousness is, uh, is believed to be the last state of consciousness in which you can be human. Okay, so that's it. There is, there has, and never has been any human being higher than cosmic consciousness in human form. Uh, some of you might be thinking, well, maybe Jesus, or maybe Buddha, or maybe Muhammad, or maybe Apollonio de Triana, or maybe Benjamin Krem. There's plenty of people who a lot of people think are in tremendously high states of consciousness. But it is literally, physically, universally, cosmically impossible to be in human form. And the reason is very simple, because uh, consciousness in itself is pure energy. Take a look, for example, at all the images of Buddha or of Jesus. Um, the most important ones, the most uh, relevant ones, show Jesus, for example, with a glow in, in his body, mostly his head. Uh, Buddha images show glows also. Well, these glows are real. These glows are energy, pure energy. And that is as much energy as your body can endure. <laughs> More energy than that it's impossible for the nervous system and your physiology to hold. So it is physically impossible to be higher than cosmic consciousness while you're in human form. And actually, being in cosmic consciousness while alive is a very complicated thing. Uh, they believe very, very, very few people have managed to be in cosmic consciousness <clears throat> while in human form. It is possible, but it's very difficult. That's why these people, Jesus, Muhammad, uh, Buddha, and all this that I mentioned, are very, very, very special people. Not only because they achieved the cosmic consciousness, but, but they were able to maintain their human form during cosmic consciousness. Okay? So far, so good. Um, so, when you experience the cosmic consciousness, as I said, the cosmic consciousness is where your identity, your, that which you have always been, everything that you carry with you, your cultural heritage, your uh, gender heritage, your social, economic, all, the, all that has always been you, starts, um, I wouldn't say disintegrating because that's not the thing, it starts detaching. You start uh, to understand that, 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 uh, that your identity is p 
part of, of, a, of a structural um, construction that we have built in, able to, in, 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 in order for us to be able to deal with reality, with the world that surrounds us, with the dangers, with the fears, and with the frustrations. So all that created an identity that helps you deal with all that. So, <clears throat> so the stages of, sta of cosmic state of consciousness is, first of all, that this detachment Of, of the identity, but it's still there, remember, it, 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 it's, it's still there, so you are still you. So you, everything you always were, it's still there, but you start seeing that uh, it doesn't quite fit, that something is, uh, is not quite right, okay? And uh, the, the first, um, the most, um, how would I say, the, the, the way to recognize people in cosmic consciousness is uh, it's twofold, right? It's people like Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed, Apollonio, Benjamin, all these people that I've heard of, that, that uh, chances are they're in cosmic consciousness, uh, who, when enlightened with this, uh, with this vision, with this uh, optics of seeing things in a different way, it is, of course, a shock. It is, of course, a, a, a realization that, that, uh, that will cease to show you or to allow you to lead a normal life. This is why this is why these guys led anything but a normal life. But the stage number one, when cosmic consciousness kicks in, is a great deal of doubt, great, great, great deal of doubt, uh, a doubt that has a name even in the Christian tradition. It's called the, the, the dark, dark night of the soul, in which absolute loneliness kicks in. I uh, remember <laughs> in, in the most famous case is uh, Jesus when he, before the, his last words in the cross before he died. His last words were, Father, why have you forsaken me? So that means that even God, even, even, oh, even that which is omnipresent has abandoned you. It's called the dark night of the soul. So the cosmic consciousness has that. And that, let me tell you uh, from what I've read, is not an easy thing to deal with. It's not something that is uh, a regular issue, a regular problem that you can deal with at the human level. It, it requires <laughs> tremendous, tremendous amount of, 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 uh, of, um, of uh, decision-making processes that uh, for you to allow you to continue living in that state. The proof is that, for example, Buddha, um, when uh, finally reaching the cosmic state of consciousness, the first thing he did was sit under a bodhisattva tree for 60 days. Jesus, when after uh, John the Baptist uh, uh, took him out of the water, then that's the precise moment uh, in Jesus' life where cosmic consciousness kicks in. You know, he came to see John the Baptist. John the Baptist recognized him as an enlightened being, brought him into the river, and baptized him by some merging him in the river and keeping him there for, according to the Bible, a long period of time, probably a minute or something like that, which is pretty stressful. But during that minute is when, uh, according to the Bible, the, 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 the sky opened and God said, beware, this is my son. And at that moment, we can speak as a state of consciousness, Jesus crossed over to the cosmic uh, side. So when he comes out of the water, he realizes that this major shift in consciousness has occurred. And the first thing he does is tell everyone, listen, I, uh, I'm freaking the fuck out. I need to get out. 
and he goes into the desert for 40 days, right? And in this uh, retirement in the desert, uh, that's when uh, you can, uh, according to to the Buddhist guidelines of what uh, cosmic consciousness is, that's where you can see that it's it, he's he's struggling with this transition because his identity is still fighting to bring him back. If you recall, if you if you're aware, if you know, well, during these forty days in the desert, Jesus is tempted by richness, Jesus is tempted by naked women, Jesus is tempted by land, by power, uh, the devil, which psychologically speaking is himself because remember you are always your worst enemy but the devil comes and starts offering all these things listen if you stop doing what you're doing you can have all the land you'll be the king of everyone you'll have all the riches and so this is precisely what this detachment that i was talking about that um, it's not an easy one because you're fighting everything you have ever been in cosmic consciousness okay well, when you cross to cosmic consciousness and you, and you die in cosmic consciousness, what happens is that your identity gets transferred also, okay? So you are energy, but there is some grains of sand of your identity still there. So, so you might, I might still be Daniel at that stage, you know, Daniel and, and everything that represents me, okay? But then this detachment that I was talking about, this this uh, this uh, duality of uh, of me and this that I can perceive ceases to exist. Okay, so now you are part of the whole cosmic uh, uh, energy. Okay, and this is what's called God consciousness. This is the sixth state of consciousness and it's God, it's called God consciousness because you are able to see from the perspective of God. You are able to see the, 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 uh, how everything is interlinked, how everything, or, or I mean, what, that nothing makes sense on its own, that everything is just one. After God consciousness is when the funny things happen, okay? Because in God consciousness, you are part of this cosmic energy, right? The next stage, the one we're discussing today, is unity consciousness. And what happens is that you are no longer part of this great universal things. You are it. So duality ceases to exist. There is no more Daniel. There is no more universe in Daniel. There is no more you and me. There is no more anything but one. That's why it's called unity consciousness. Now, in, uh, in unity consciousness, um, a lot of funny things happen because, first of all, your identity has ceased to exist, so you are absolutely free of all restraints from, as I said before, from cultural, economic, that this is all way, way, way gone. And, uh, but also your perception <clears throat> increases because uh, by if you go if you go, if we go by steps uh, in the transcendental state of consciousness, uh, one thing that I should have mentioned, but I, I kept it as at the end, just uh, to two things I kept for the end to make sense of it all, is that in in the um, transcendental state of consciousness, your decision making process changes. Okay, because from that stage on, you are able to perceive that any decision that you make, even the most mundane decision, uh, has a more has a much larger impact than uh, 
than you can ever imagine. For example, in my state of consciousness, me, Daniel, I'm probably in the McDonald's state of consciousness or the Kentucky Fried Chicken state of consciousness, I don't know. But if I make a decision uh, regarding, for example, my son, I can, I can, I can do a mental, uh, mental dialogue and think, okay, this, this, um, this decision will impact my son in this way and chances is going to impact my wife too and it'll probably impact my dog and it'll impact you know, my immediate surroundings. Through the transcendental awareness, the, the impact of these decisions become larger. So it's not that the decisions become larger, I apologize. It's that you, the, your perception that how decision-making affects a wider circle than you can imagine is very, very present. So in each step, this, 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 uh, this circle of influence becomes larger and larger. That's why uh, people in uh, higher states of consciousness tend to um, interact and uh, look it up, interact as little as possible with regular people. Uh, that's why, for example, it is so hard to, 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 to find somebody in cosmic consciousness. If I, I, I'm sure there might be one or two in the world today, but forget it. You're not finding them. These guys are out of the loop. They, 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 their perception of, of influence is so, so, so big that they are aware that anything that they do, anything that they speak, anything that they see or, or, or intent has such an effect on, on so many things that they, they just refrain from, from doing so. And this, uh, this knowledge increases by every stage. And when you reach, for example, the um, unity state of consciousness, this perception is absolute. Okay, so it's not that you are part of God, it's not, you are God, you are, mm, your consciousness has expanded to such degree that you are God. And so every decision that you make at that stage has a cosmical, universal impact. They, they're um, coming back to, uh, to, for example, the, the only case that I know of, of Buddha. Okay, there is a lot of questions in the Buddhist text that um, Buddha was in higher in a higher state of consciousness than cosmic, right? Some some you know some Buddhist masters uh, insist that he it was in unity consciousness, and they are right, but. When you're in, in unity consciousness, your decision-making process is so wide, it's so, it's so universal, and pardon my uh, lack of words, you know, but I'm trying to find the right words here, but it's so, it's so universal that, um, that you have actually the choice. You can actually choose to come back to Earth in this case, to, for a special purpose, you know, maybe to transmit a message, maybe to teach somebody or a group of people something, or maybe to help evolve humanity to a next stage. And this was the case with Buddha in particular. So uh, the Buddhist text uh, insinuate that uh, Buddha was, um, was a, a, a being or a consciousness that was in unity consciousness, but somehow decided that it was time for him to come back to earth and to help us go to the next stage, to give us some kind of knowledge that would help us um, advance in our state of consciousness. However, by choosing to come back, he was limited by the human form. 
So he had to come back in cosmic consciousness, okay? So, and that is tremendously confusing, uh, even for Buddhist masters, which I am very far from being one, so please don't confuse. Uh, uh, I'm not an expert in all this. Uh, I've been involved in it for many years, but that doesn't make me an expert at all. But the confusing part is having the, the, um, the knowledge, the big, big knowledge of, uh, of, of, of unity consciousness and act on, co- on cosmic consciousness. This is why these people um, are usually, uh, again, I'm going to repeat the same names, Jude, uh, Jesus, Buddha, and all these. Uh, chances are this is what happened to them. But uh, these people are so very hard to understand and so they're so very conflictive and, 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 and uh, even... Um, contradictory in many ways but uh, and some of them even even aggressive in some way because this is too much energy this is too much knowledge to be carried out in a human in a human body uh, going back to uh, to unity consciousness uh, there is no further stage in unity consciousness because once you have ceased to be yourself, once your identity and your being ceases to be, then you become it. Okay, and it is is actually everything. So there is no more than everything. Okay, so uh, and here's where the confusing part, for me at least, comes in, because. Uh, Everything in life, everything in the universe is ever-evolving. Everything is moving. Nothing, absolutely nothing, even by Newton's law. Nothing is, 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 is still and nothing ceases to evolve. So, <clears throat> in unity consciousness, uh, from what I understand, and I might be mistaken, uh, but that's it. That's... Uh, that's the roof, that's the ceiling. Uh, you can't go any further, but this contradicts the theory of evolution of the universe. But the Buddhists say that it's not the end. This is as far as we know. Okay? Uh, the Buddhists have a very intelligent phrases for just about everything. For example, if you notice that the Buddhists does not, do not believe in God, they don't have a God. They have deities, they have energies, which is a different concept, but they don't have a God to whom to pray like we do. We don't have a... Uh, well, they're... they're um, it's a different thing, but God is usually a very small thing in, in the Buddhist tradition. And the reason for this is not, they insist that it's not that there is no, no God. The reason is that this, if there is this God, is of such high complexity that there is no fucking way we're going to ever understand how it works or nothing. So why waste your time with something you cannot deal with? Waste your time or use your time with things you can deal with right here, right now, with your life, meditate, go to transcendental level, blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're, they're very smart in that sense. So I, I, will, I like that explanation that uh, when asked uh, how come unity is the last step, or unity, or they also call it nirvana, is the last step of evolution, you can't go any further, and they say, no, that's as far as we know. Uh, okay, so... Um, there's another thing I wanted to mention uh, from the general uh, things of state of consciousness, which is the transitions, okay? And, and I wanted to mention this because for the Buddhist and Hinduist tradition, it's very important, and that is death. You know, the, to, pass, to pass out, to, 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 you know, to, to cease to be, okay? They, uh, they insist that this is uh, 
the Buddhist tradition, even before it was Buddhist, when, when it was the, the Lamaist tradition of Tibet and Nepal, they, um, they insisted and they uh, have trillion texts, even the most important Buddhist text is called the, uh, the Book of Death, uh, the Tibetan Book of Death, uh, because they say that the moment of death is probably the most important moment in your life. And not while you're dying, or not why you're dying, or not all the suffering that comes attached, hopefully not on death, but no, the moment you die, the, the, that transition I was mentioning before, that transition from one state to the other, the transition in which you're alive and you cease to be alive. That, uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead mentioned that, and, 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 and please t uh, bear in mind that this book is over 4,000 years old, or even more, I think. Uh, they define this as smaller than, a, a shorter than a nanosecond. So these fuckers knew what a nanosecond was over 4,000 years ago. Let me remind you that we only discovered nanoseconds a hundred years ago or something. Well, they knew about them and they, they, they understood the importance of this nanosecond of the transition. And the importance is as follows, because your state of consciousness or the, the um, words again, the, um, the importance or the, the relevance of your state of consciousness is all condensed in that nanosecond in which you transpire, in, you know, in which you change uh, con uh, uh, states from alive to dead. Because uh, what happens is that initially, and this is according to the Buddhist tradition, what happens is that initially when you pass, when you pass and you die, again, your identity comes with you, of course. You know, this is. Uh, let's um, let's remember that your identity is not only you or me or Daniel, for example. It's not only my life experiences, not only my gender, sexual, economic, social experience. But no, but it is conditioned by a millenary culture that has been transmitted from everyone, everyone until me. So I am the representation of a much more higher identity that I can ever imagine, and all these crosses over, especially your immediate uh, identity. So uh, what they say is that when you cross over, since your identity comes with you uh, and your desires and your fears and frustrations and everything, chances are that if, uh, well, you, I would probably find my mother there, or my father, you know, and, and, and be able to speak to them, but as real as life. You know, <laughs> and uh, or if I'm a deeply religious person, Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad would probably be waiting for me there and welcoming me. Hello, blah blah blah. But the Buddhists insist that this is Maya. This is that famous word that some of you might have heard, illusion. Okay, this is still you. This is still uh, your fears, your desires, your your frustrations, your everything transpired. And of course, I miss my mother. Of course, you missed your loved ones. And of course the higher thing that we could ever have would be for me to meet my mother again. Of course, that, that, that's, that's normal. That would be my absolute greatest desire. I would sacrifice everything in my life for that. So that's why it's probably going to happen at that transition point. But uh, the Buddhists uh, warn you, be careful. It is an illusion. It is maya. And uh, if you are... Uh, 
if you are of the Buddhist tradition, there, there, there are some. Well, you can have somebody there at the moment of your death who would sing some mantras and sing, who will help you transit, transit from that stage into the next stage, which is uh, a, a, a quick and very immediate cosmic state of consciousness, because there, your, your your awareness expands to such degree that. The, the, the whole universe is, re, is revealed to you for a nanosecond. You know, but remember that when you die in this transition, space and time do not exist. So uh, it's a very complex issue. So uh, this cosmic um, awareness that you suddenly have, it, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely astounding. This is the most unfucking believable thing you ever you didn't even think that something like this existed. But again, the Buddhist tells us, enjoy it, as they did in the first stage when you meet your mother or your father or Jesus or Mohammed. They say, enjoy it. It is a good thing. Hey, you're, miss you're meeting your mother. You're Jesus is waiting here for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But it's an illusion. Keep moving. And that happens in the second stage too. And only through the third stage is when your identity, uh, if you're lucky, if, again, this, this is a transition. Uh, the one I'm reading is of uh, mostly enlightened people. I doubt I'm going to have that transition. I certainly hope any, all of you will have that transition. But if everything goes fine, that third transition is where your identity gets diluted. You know? And then, when that happens, the wheel of karma kicks in, and that's a whole another issue, which I'm probably going to create a session on that, but that's a tremendously complex thing. Um, the reason I mentioned this death transit, it's because it is also uh, a kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's somehow like the universe is trying to remind us time and time and time again, every time we die, every time we transform from one, from one state to the other, like, dude, there is something else, why are you so scared? Keep going, uh, meditate, uh, contemplate, do good things, because uh, you, this is it. So it, uh, your death is like, um, like a little showroom, like the universe saying, this is what you can have if you do things in the proper way. Okay, so uh, a little quick, 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 quick recap. Uh, transcendental state is, uh, is, a, is a state of uh, absolute silence, and it is also the vehicle uh, that will take you to all other uh, three stages. Three? Yeah, three stages. So the transcendental is ever present in, in all the following, in all the states after sleeping, dreaming, and waking. Okay, so uh, cosmic state, remember it's the last one in which you can have a human form. Uh, the experience and awareness of cosmic state will open up into a much, much, much universal perception of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of enlightenment and of oneness. But the oneness that you are witnessing is still in duality and in unity state of consciousness that duality absolutely disappears and you are not part of it but you are it which is very confusing uh, because uh, I, 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 I wouldn't know how to explain the difference to be honest uh, how can uh, so I guess it's it's explaining your point of view your physical point of view from the from an atom no. Yeah, um, the atom is not aware of itself, but he's part of me. Well, uh, fuck, I'm not going to go into that. It's tremendously complex, but uh, that's what unity state of consciousness is, and also known as nirvana in some 
in some circles, and um, that's more or less what what it is. Uh, I'd, did, did anybody have any questions? Did I bore you guys too much? If you have any questions, this would be the the good moment to to have it. I know it's it's a very complex issue. No question. No, we need time to just think about it. Yeah. No. Well. Well, I appreciate that comment because it's true. This is not an easy subject, and and uh, before we finish, we'll be finishing soon. I really, really, really appreciate you guys coming because this is uh, not the most popular session <laughs> but uh but I, I i hope it was of some interest i certainly hope you guys came out with something new to think about uh please remember i am no expert at all in this zero i'm very far from it as i said i'm only i've only been involved in these things for many years but that doesn't make me an expert at all so i might have been mistaken in many things but the general idea is 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 what i say if if you feel any interest, please do uh, look into it. It's it's a very, very, very interesting area. Gabriel, why don't you do like a short postcast in the workshop group of wellness? That could be really helpful just like to remember hmm. the, like the tricks because then I, I am trying to recall that the really the information, but it's like I'm get lost. That's that's one of the ideas. First of all, uh, you might be confused. My name is Daniel, not Gabriel. <laughs> but because it's I'm using his <laughs> meeting. Sorry, no, 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 no problem, no problem. But that's one of the projects that that I have in mind. Uh, a little bit of a podcast, a little bit of a, of a yeah, a podcast regarding all the sessions. It's funny that you mentioned it because uh, I'm recording all these sessions for for um, for further podcast and most incredible of all I'm receiving today I'm receiving the podcast equipment so that's good that's good intuition you will have something like that really soon I would also enjoy that I would I would listen to that No I appreciate it I appreciate it so, uh, so listen, guys, I'm going to leave you these five minutes for you to do whatever you want. Maybe think these things over. And um, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Thank you. Okay, Bob. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. And that was uh, Unity Consciousness session for my students. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to post this in, um, in a few minutes. Today I'm receiving the microphone and all my gadgets for, uh, for this podcast. So enjoy this last uh, terrible, horrible uh, recording. It'll be improved really soon. Have a great day. Hope you liked it. Bye-bye.